Well, back to Abraham. You like those kind of stories? I don't mean anything. Um, Abraham allegedly died on Passover. And before the Passover celebration, before the, 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 all of his family had returned to where he was, including Isaac and Ishmael and Ishmael's children and Jacob and Esau. And when Jacob and Esau, what we're about to study next, is, is I mean, it's, it's, I mean, obviously the revelation that we've seen in the story of, of Abraham and, and birth of Isaac and the marriage of Isaac and all that reveals the mystery. But Jacob and Esau and their story reveal it in you better than any other story in the Bible. But he commanded Jacob, before he died, he commanded Jacob again never to marry a Canaanite. And then they had this huge celebration with flowers and incense and a feast. We're talking feast. And then he had Jacob come with him. And, and Esau is really pissed because Esau never gets anybody's attention. I mean... I mean, he, the grandfather, you, you got to understand, Abraham as the patriarch of the tribe, he, I mean, people would be competing for his attention big time. And there's, now there are thousands of people that are connected with Abraham. You remember earlier, it's, he had an army of 638 trained retainers, so they're, and their families and their fathers. And so, I mean, there are bunches of people around Abraham. This is a big deal. So he took Jacob, Isaac's son, of the son of the promise, and lied down with him. And Jacob put his head on Abraham's bosom and allegedly took a coverlet and pulled it over him. And was just talking to him, and not it was he's, he was more than talking; he was emoting. To, I mean, he was feeling emotion, everything. Um, and then he lifted up, and he, he took Jacob's fingers, two fingers, and caused Jacob to close Abraham's eyes. And then, and, and so they're laying there, and Jacob went to sleep. And Abraham died. And um, Jacob woke up in the morning, and he's ice cold, because he's lying on an ice cold body. So he didn't know what's going on. And so anyway, then he ran and told Isaac and Ishmael and Rebekah and all the others, and they buried him in the cave. And then they mourned for 40 days. But it, the, his death occurred on Passover. Well, let me get this straight. Abraham caused Jacob to close his eyes. Right. I mean, again, these are stories from the Midrash and from the Talmud and stuff, so they're just interesting. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There. Now, remember now, the, the line, now, the only thing God is interested in, then and now, the only thing, 
is protecting the seed, protecting the line. Uh, he, he, remember we talked about all of the stuff that Isaac, that Abraham did with Isaac to make sure he didn't marry a Canaanite, to make sure the seed would be protected. Now his last words to Jacob are again, to protect the seed, to protect the lineage. Okay. God, some say that God shortened Abraham's life by five years so he would not see Esau's evil. Remember, the, we'll, we'll study that big time here in a minute. And others say that Abraham fought death in the same way that Moses did later. When Michael, the, the angel, came to fetch his soul, Abraham boldly insisted on seeing the meaning of the world. <clears throat> then God permitted him to ride across heaven in a chariot pulled by cherubim. Some say that's what Christ meant when he said, Abraham saw my day and was glad. Abraham saw all of time and space and saw only Christ. And then Jesus talked about it. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham rejoiced to see my day and was glad. And Jacob sharing Abraham's deathbed. There's a cliche in Aramaic that is still used when they're talking about when you're wishing someone well it says may you rest in Abraham's bosom well this is where the story of Jesus comes from in Luke because it was a common saying among the people may you rest in Abraham's bosom and so in Luke 16 that parable about Lazarus and the rich man, it was that the, the poor man would rest in Abraham's <coughs> bosom. Okay? He died at a good old age, an old man, it says in verse, good old age, an old man, and full of years. Notice, of years isn't in the scriptures. Fall is the Hebrew word sabia, which means satiated or full to satisfaction. In other words, he totally completed it. Everything was finished. And he was gathered to his people. Who are his people? What does that mean? came to pass after the death, I mean, the, the, wait a minute, what verse, verse 10, the field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried in, wait a minute, where am I? I just read it, eight, gathered eight, to his people, eight. eight, yeah, and full of years and was gathered to his people. If, if, this has got to be confusing. It has who, to be those who come after. Who were his people? <laughs> Remember when Christ was speaking to the thief on the cross? And he said to the thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. Well, Jesus wasn't, didn't go to paradise by time for three days. 
If Abraham was the father of faith and there was no one in faith before him by traditional theology, then who is he, who is he gathered to? Well, he's gathered to Abel, we know. We don't know. Maybe gathered to Enoch, but a couple. But he was gathered to the bride. Let's go to Hebrews 11. I want to deal a death blow tonight to the idea of sensory promise land. Mm -hmm. It's Start in verse um, eight through sixteen. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, <clears throat> and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Okay. Abraham died in the promised land, but it, yet it says he sought a better land, a better country, that is, a heavenly, for he hath prepared for them a city. Now, the only purpose of the natural, whether it's the promised land or any other place, it's, a pur it's the, pur the purpose of the land, it's a place in which to be tested and die. nothing else. God never, ever, ever promised that he had set up his kingdom on earth. His kingdom is in earth. Now let's go to verse 30. Well, let me, let me, I'll read. He's talking about all these. He's just gone through from Abel all the way down through all the heroes of the faith. Right? And then he says, in the last one he talks about was, in, in verse uh, 30, was the harlot, Rahab, perish not with them, in verse 31, that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say? What more shall I say? What shall I say? What shall I more say? That's not written right. 
For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promise, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant, in fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain of the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and, all, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Starts with Abel, ends with us. We are his people. That's who Abraham was gathered to. Amen? Amen. So he was gathered to his seed. He was gathered to the bride. Back to Genesis 25. <coughs> you know, when you think about that, when you think about <coughs> the seed from Abraham through thousands of years through us, and the seed is still the same, and if that's what, this, what it's all about, and the seed today is no different than it was a couple thousand years ago. If you start to think about that, then things like uh, whether I had a good day today or whether um, the price of gold goes up tomorrow really become less than smoke. Yeah. Well, our, our residence is in the one day, the eighth day the day of resurrection. We are the eighth day people, the resurrection people. And this is the day that the Lord hath made. Be glad and rejoice therein. Not the days of linear time, that's bullshit. Our residence, our permanent residence is the New Jerusalem day. So the things that you yell so much about, little plans and dreams and thoughts and feelings and ideas and complaints and likes and dislikes really are Ridiculous. Yeah, less than me. Amen. Um, one of the, in verse 9, and, he, and his son Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre. And he, well, obviously, Isaac and his children, and Ishmael and his children, were there. So they couldn't live very far apart. It says that at this time that Isaac was still living in um, Lahorai, which is at the southern edge of the promise, and uh, it doesn't say where Ishmael is living, except he probably, well, I don't want to put a map up, but he's probably living, uh, he could be living in Lebanon. But they at least were on speaking terms, Isaac and uh, Ishmael. 
Okay? What did you say Machpelah means? Double. It's the, you know, the place of two caves. Now, just, you remember now, when the book of Genesis or the Bible, the way it's put together now in terms of numbers and chapters and verses, I mean, it, no, I mean that, that's not the way it is in the Hebrew even. I mean, in the scrolls, right? The book of Genesis is made up, as I told you, of 11 different documents that are family histories. Okay? We have just ended one document. Now we're starting on the eighth document of the book of Genesis. And it's called, in the way it's keyed in the scriptures, uh, when it says in verse 12, Now these are the generations of Ishmael. So now that's the eighth document composing Genesis. And it's a very short one. It's the shortest one of the documents. It only has six verses. But it's a separate and complete document in family history. And then starting in verse 19, and these are the generations of Isaac. Now Ishmael is only included in this because, so we can see the contrasts. Does everybody understand it? So the Bible isn't a history book. It's never intended. The book of Genesis is not intended to be a history book. It's an intended to be a family history that records what takes place in that unique line. And the only people that are mentioned, the only things that are mentioned, are the things that affect that one lineage. It would be like, you know, Rutledge just have a whole closet of... of uh, genealogy books over here were because his grandmother who had this house uh, that was her big deal in genealogy so it'd be like writing the history of the last two or three hundred years based on those genealogy records well it'd be you couldn't do it but when people try to make this a history book they miss the whole point in Hebrew as we've said so often there is no such thing as history there's only prophecy and as you read it you have to be the thing it's going to happen to you next <laughs> otherwise if, if, unless I can make every one of these things come alive as though you are experiencing it then I'm a failure as a teacher okay I don't want to talk anymore unless you have a question this is a good place to stop because it's the end of the eighth I mean it's the end of the seventh book and and Abraham died, got buried, got gathered to his people. That'd be a great way to die. In full. Full. <laughs>